Today in Better Health, I am speaking with the beautiful Caitlin Townsend, who owns the company Nourished by Caitlin. She is also a functional nutritional therapy practitioner who uses a food as medicine approach as well as functional lab testing to get to the root cause. Caitlin focuses on optimizing gut health in order to enhance fertility, ditch PMS, and balance hormones. It's a great show. I love talking about food, and so we definitely dived into that and how it can affect our health. As well, there is a link in the bio or in the show notes that is offering a giveaway for an herbal coffee alternative recipe that is very nourishing, so check that out for sure. Enjoy today's episode. You're listening to the Better Health Podcast, a platform dedicated to coaching women in areas of health, lifestyle, and legacy by speaking with leading health and wealth experts and with the goal to inspire women to thrive in their lives today and in the future. Now, on to today's episode. Alrighty, welcome everyone to Better Health with April. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Caitlin Townsend. And Caitlin is going to be talking all about gut health and food and how it affects our hormones and how we can really optimize our body utilizing what we know about gut health and utilizing nutrition to really optimize ourselves. So welcome to the show, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me. It's going to be such an awesome time. So looking forward to it. First question to start us off though, where did you grow up and what was your childhood and family like in regards to health? Oh, good question. Um, So I grew up in Virginia and I had a pretty good childhood. I mean, my mom um, and dad both worked full time, but they always found time to, you know, have a good dinner and you know, especially my mom would always have like fresh baked cookies and all of that kind of stuff. So from an early age, um, I loved to cook. And my mom would say, hey, I have to work late. Can you can you put the chicken into roast? Can you do this? Can you do that? So I just think I kind of, you know, started from like a really young age um, and fell in love with cooking. That's so amazing. I, I could totally relate starting off in like sixth grade or so. And even before then a little bit, I just started making more and more meals on my own. And then it started to adapt into like healthy meals once I got into, you know, the health of things. And I just love it. It's such a great way to connect people too. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So food always, um, you know, it's an instant gratification. You can always tell when somebody loves it and it's a way to show your love. A hundred percent. I'm a words of <laughs> affirmation person. So you nailed it on the head. Like yes. when I can please people and they have to like, even just saying mm, over food, it's like nailed it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So what ended up getting you into the health sphere? Yeah. So, you know, so like I said, food was, has always been my passion. So I ended up going to the Culinary Institute of America in New York Mm -hmm. and got my bachelor's degree there. So that was a four-year college and that was like a dream college. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I traveled all over and worked in a bunch of kitchens. And then my mom and I opened up a little gourmet market together in Virginia. And, you know, things were rolling along. Everything was great. I ended up getting married and then my husband and I wanted to start a family. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we just did the whole thing and, (laughs) you know, that's kind of where my journey into health began because I, I pretty much was eating really well and, uh, Mm -hmm. as, as well as I thought I was at least. And then, um, we were not able to get pregnant. And Mm -hmm. so we did, you know, all the doctors, all the different tests, all the things. Mm -hmm. And every time it was like a dead end, you know, the doctors, Mm -hmm. the conventional doctors, they just did not have 
um, maybe the time to really dig deeper into things and get mm -hmm. to the root cause. Um, so that actually led me to go back to school um, mm. again and to really bring this whole food as medicine thing um, full circle. So instead of just making it taste great and pleasurable, mm -hmm. um, to make it really be nourishing for your body. Wow. That's, that's a great story because I know there are so many listeners that will relate to that because they think, well, I'm eating healthy, you know, I'm doing everything right in a way and nothing is happening out of this. Like I'm trying to get pregnant and I can't conceive and I think I'm doing everything right. So really taking responsibility over your health and saying, okay, let's look into this a little bit more and how can I change to, you know, optimize my body and then essentially conceive an end goal. Um, so were there any big changes that you ended up making, even though you were essentially, you know, quote unquote, being a healthy person? There were a lot actually, um, you know, and for my husband too, that was like mm. the biggest hurdle was to get him <laughs> on board, um, you know, because so many times women put all the responsibility on ourselves, right? Mm. You know, we think that it's all our fault and that it's, you know, that we've got to change and do all these different things, but we're only 50% of the equation. So, right. you know, it's like such a good time to really mm. take that preconception time and get your body to be as healthy as it can and your husband's yeah. as well. So like yeah. super great benefits for um, him too. So mm -hmm. we did a lot of um, little changes really, you okay. know, um, like getting him to sleep better. Um, sleep is like huge. Um, yeah, 100% Like, yeah, yeah. Digging mm -hmm. deeper into thyroid health and, um, you know, just so many little tiny tweaks here and mm -hmm. there. Um, overall, I, I did take out dairy um, in my diet. You know, it didn't have a, um, it never upset my stomach or anything like that, mm -hmm. but it, um, it can be very inflammatory totally. for women and different things. So, mm -hmm. so I do, um, you know, I make my own homemade ghee. I can tolerate ghee, oh, which is just a great yes. alternative if Same. you can handle it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And my thing was kind of when you have to take away these pleasurable foods like coffee and wine mm -hmm. and chocolate and all the things oh. that you really love, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I hate to give up things. So I would always yeah. kind of tweak and find like a little alternative that would taste just as good and bring me as, mm -hmm. as much pleasure as the alternative and be wow. better for my body overall. Right. Totally. Wow. Caitlin, I'm like, oh my gosh, are you me? Because <laughs> I literally have done the same stuff where it's like, Oh, like giving up chocolate. That's so hard or giving up this or that. And then it's like, okay, well, if I can't have that, can I like hack it and make something that, you know, tastes similar or is very similar, but has so many health benefits and avoids all the, you know, the bad negative effects that the typical indulgence might have. So that's really amazing. And then also thinking about, okay, making little changes. That's essentially, you know, the, one of the best methods to go about because, you know, it can be overwhelming, especially if you're not in the health environment of making changes with your health. So taking little steps to get there can make all the difference and can see the biggest progress, I guess you could say. Yeah, um, definitely. So did you end up going to see like a certain type of doctor or um, what was that step that you took to... Um, get back to or get to a healthy position? Yeah. So we did go um, to see like a fertility specialist after a while, after some time. Um, and that, you know, was like kind of another dead end. Now everybody um, has their own decisions to make on this particular journey, you know, it's yeah. unique for everybody. So 
the doctor, the fertility specialist was like, well, you guys are perfectly healthy, which obviously, you know, (laughs) is not the case. Um, But so he was like, there's nothing else that we can do except for go to IUI and IVF Mm -hmm. pretty much. And I just knew that wasn't the route for me. Mm -hmm. at that point. And I just really didn't want to do that. I wanted to find the root cause. I wanted to figure out what was going on with both of our bodies, um, that we were having these issues. So that's kind of where, you know, we, um, we stopped going down the conventional route and we actually found more of a natural, um, you know, fertility specialist, um, Gabriella Rosa, she's out of Australia. So she has a great, great program and everything Mm. is virtually, you know, which is great right now. Um, And her kind of motto is that um, all the little tiny details, um, all the little tiny things like lack of sleep, um, Mm. too much stress, um, you know, your thyroid is off or whatever Mm. it is, all of those things really add up to make like the big picture problem. Mm. So you do kind of have to work on those like little baby steps every single, every step of the way. Totally. Wow. Really, really great motivational and encouragement, I guess you'd say. And I'd love to talk to Gabrielle and have her on the podcast as well. Yeah, she's very informational. Yeah, really, you know, knows her stuff. (laughs) Awesome. So you are really getting into or have gotten into a lot of the hormone aspect of things. And you mentioned you've seed cycled before, um, maybe still do, and you eat to you know, heal and nourish your hormones. Um, what was the most difficult part about starting that? Was it, was it difficult for you or was it just natural? No, I think it was just kind of recognizing what was going on in my body, like mm-hmm. during the luteal phase. Oh, oh gosh, yes. that's, that's the kicker. So <laughs> it was like, why am I being so emotional? Why am I crying? Why am I being bitchy? You know, why yeah. am I making my husband, you know, like <laughs> miserable? Yeah, <laughs> so like, I'm, it was, I'm so mean. <laughs> yes. So it was like, okay, Caitlin, what's going on? You know, this mm. is not normal to have these kinds of crazy mood swings come out of nowhere. And so Mm -hmm. it really was just tuning in a lot more to each of my four phases Mm -hmm. and really nourishing each of those phases and recognizing like Mm -hmm. in my luteal phase, I kind of like it now because I'm like, Hey, uh, to my husband, I'm like, Hey, can you help out a little bit more? Like I need to take a load off and like, I need, I've got a to-do list like a mile long and I need you to vacuum. (laughs) Mm, Just (laughs) one thing, please. (laughs) Yeah. And the luteal phase is great because as women, we are constantly doing, doing, doing all Mm -hmm. the time. And this is like a phase to step back take Mm -hmm. a breather, take Mm -hmm. a little bit of, um, quality me time, which we never do. (laughs) Um, and you know, make sure that the house is tidy so it doesn't annoy you. Not every little thing annoys you. <laughs> right. And um, yeah, and just take some space for yourself, I think. It's mm. really important. Right. And I love how you, before you were not a fan of the luteal phase, but you learned how to optimize it and now embrace it. And we can do that for each phase. Um, there are some maybe that you will like better than the others, but it's really a matter of just embracing each one and seeing the positives of each phase. It is. It is. And, you know, for the longest time, I think it is like just in our society where like that's the whole PMS phase mm-hmm. and that's when we are so, um, you know, emotional and moody and it gets such a bad rap, but mm-hmm. it's because we're doing too much. You know, we're not taking yeah. that step back. We're not nourishing ourselves with good quality food during that mm-hmm. phase, you know, and, and all the phases up to it that's that right. make us kind of get crazy like that. So, so it's one to really pay attention to. Definitely. 
So tying it all to um, our gut health, could you talk a little bit more about how important our, keeping our gut healthy is and tying it to our hormones as well? Yeah, definitely. So um, for instance, if we are not, um, you know, going to the bathroom every single day. Um, so I say like our period is like our monthly report card, which is a really mm. cool tool that men don't have. So we can look at it like that. Yes. But our everyday bowel movements are our daily report card. So we mm. need to really <laughs> tune in and kind of become a little bit more aware knowing that it's an embarrassing topic to talk about, but mm-hmm. it's really important because when we go to the bathroom, you know, that is flushing out all of the excess hormones that we don't need. Mm-hmm. And we don't want them to be recirculated back into the system again. Yeah. So definitely. definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we have to, you know, keep our liver really happy. Um, and so that's not adding all of those things that the liver has to work extra hard, like alcohol. I mean, I do like, I do like my red wine, you know, but <laughs> it is like kind of, you know, taking a step back and realizing Hey, you need to help, help your liver out a little bit more. So, you know, Mm -hmm. drinking some like nourishing herbal teas and having like a good lemon water Mm -hmm. in the morning, you know, just to help jumpstart the digestion and help Mm -hmm. the liver and um, flush out all of those excess hormones Mm -hmm. like estrogen and different things like that. Definitely. I love how you also talked about, you know, lemon water is one tangible, easy step that you can make to heal and help your liver essentially. Um, So what are some ways that we could promote bowel movements? Do you have any um, great food tips or recipes, essentially? I love food and I know you do. And so we connect totally in this area. Yeah, definitely. Um, So the lemon water is always good to have, you know, in the morning first thing and also Mm -hmm. before your meals. So that will kind of help with your digestive juices to get them activated. But Mm -hmm. also um, we don't have a lot of, we don't use a lot of bitter foods in our society Mm -hmm. and the American culture right now, um, which we should, we always tend to go more towards the sweets. Everything is so Mm -hmm. sweet. Um, So just incorporating more of those bitter foods will help to stimulate the digestive bile and really get things Mm -hmm. active. Um, So, you know, I I actually, you can buy bitters. Um, I think Urban Moonshine is a really good one. I'll have like a little tiny spray bottle that I'll keep in mm. my purse if I'm going out and or eating um, somewhere else that you just spray in your mouth yeah. before. And it's made with all kinds of really wonderful herbs. It takes a little bit of getting <laughs> used to at first if you're not used to the bitter things, but it's like dandelion, um, burdock, um, gentian, which is an herb, um, mm-hmm. ginger, you know, just stimulating um, orange, you know, just stimulating mm. things that um, we'll get all of those good things flowing and moving because we, mm-hmm. we get so stagnant all the time. Right. You know, we're always sitting, um, how we have office jobs, we're never moving, um, mm-hmm. we're never getting, you know, our digestive system moving yeah. or our lymphatic system moving. So it's really important to, to be able to get up and move around. Mm-hmm. Oh, and water, like, so you mentioned oh, yes. um, the lemon water is super easy, but if you don't drink enough water throughout mm-hmm. the day, First of all, you're going to be dehydrated. You're going to be super tired. Then you're going to probably reach for the coffee because you're so Hmm. fatigued. But if you would just try to drink water Mm. then and enough water for your body, then that will really help to flush everything out and to keep things moving and not be stagnant. Right. Definitely. And it's crazy because our lymphatic system, there is nothing pumping that to get our lymphatic, you know, juices moving around. Um, It's next to our, you know, blood circulation 
and that can kind of help it move but like exercising actually can help substantially because it really essentially gets it moving even more and loosening all that up um, which is absolutely crazy um yeah, so I, you, yeah go yeah. ahead um you know what so i actually got a rebounder at like a yard sale for like five dollars and nice. so it's like a mini trampoline that you get on and you jump on and that helps the lymphatic system plus it is so fun. It's like you're a kid jumping on the big trampoline that you, you know, used to have at little parties and stuff. So it's hilarious. And it just brings like a smile on your face that you're doing just jumping, you know, like mm -hmm. childhood kind of thing. So it's yeah. really fun and, and excellent um, exercise for your lymphatic system and for everything. Mm -hmm. Definitely another easy, tangible step that you can take. Yeah. Um, and you got it for five bucks. Like yeah. if you do a little bit of searching, you can find them. I know you can buy them online too, full price. But if you, you know, find the hacks, that's always a great method as well. Um, Definitely. So thinking about bitters, I know you talked about like bitters that you can spray in your mouth and everything. Is there any food or can tea help as well to increase the bile and um, be used as a bitter? Yeah, so um, definitely you can get a great coffee alternative is um, dandelion. So dandelion root is really, really good. Excellent for your liver. Um, that's going to be a really good one. Um, burdock is good too. And these things when you steep them up as a tea, they're really dark. So they look like coffee. So it's mm -hmm. just a great, like I said, coffee alternative. Um, and they're just a nice warming kind of um, herb. And you would right. think, oh gosh, dandelion, they're just weeds in the yard, but they are so medicinal. They are so mm -hmm. good for us. And you, I, I found like dandelion tea and like food lions nowadays, you know, mm -hmm. so you can pretty nice. much find it anywhere. Cool. And is, are there any other teas that you would recommend for people that could help with hormone health? Oh yeah. Um, so raspberry tea is a really good one for women. Um, nettle is an overall general tonic for men and women. So nettle tea is great. It's um, super high in iron. So hmm. if you are, you know, during your menstrual phase or even leading up to it, to it you know, hmm. it's a great one for iron and lots of different minerals in that one. So that's okay. excellent. Very cool. And certain phases require different nutrients, different types of foods, teas. Um, how do you tailor your diet and maybe tea or different remedies according to your cycle? Yeah, so I love to think of my four phases of my cycle just like the four seasons mm -hmm. of the year. So, you know, your follicular phase, it's, you know, right after your period and you're just feeling like a little bit more energetic and this mm -hmm. is like spring. And so yes. you want to eat the foods that are seasonal too. So it's like lighter foods, like salad greens, you know, always lots of greens um, mm -hmm. to help flush out everything, right? And help with the liver. Yep. Um, but you definitely want to have like nice um, light greens and then um, your ovulation, which is the shortest phase is like summer foods, you know, so they can be even like a, some, a little bit more spicy foods, um, mm -hmm. you know, some nice, like um, um, tropical fruits, the pineapple and yeah. things like that. So maybe you want like a Thai dish could be really fun. Oh yes. And then um, your, let's see, your luteal phase is going to be fall. And so that's like mm -hmm. roasted root vegetables and, you know, mm -hmm. stews and things that are much easier on your digestion. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely, yeah, I wouldn't do a whole lot of fresh and raw kind of stuff during mm -hmm. that phase because you want your, it, your body is working even harder to get ready for your period, right? Yeah. So you want to um, have a little less work for your body to do. Right. So that's why cooking all of those things in braises and stews and soups mm -hmm. are really excellent, um, for that phase. So put, um, you know, roasted sweet potatoes and, mm. um, those are going to be great. 
and kind of the same winter is your, you know, menstrual phase. Mm -hmm. And so like a lot of good bone broths and just nourishing foods. Um, I like to do a tea during my um, period that has a little bit of blackstrap molasses in it and ginger. And that's like the molasses is very high in iron. It tastes really good. So it's like mm. pleasing to that sweetness, you know, like a gingerbread yeah. cookie. Oh. And um, <laughs> and it's just really warming. But the ginger, you know, is, um, is going to help with the circulation. Mm. The molasses is going to help with your iron that you're losing, you know, the lack of iron. I would also mm. suggest um, <laughs> definitely like liver and pate, but that kind of freaks people out oh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you can find a way to mask it, like put it in a meatloaf, mm. you know, a little bit of chicken liver is really good. Chicken liver is the um, the least offensive. Um, okay. So that's a really good one or add a little bit of bacon to it, you know? Yeah. So like fry up some chicken livers and bacon. That's very Southern, mm. but um, <laughs> classic, classic. But it's very good. <laughs> yeah. I, and that's going to yeah. really help. <laughs> I, I really want to like liver because I know there are so many health benefits. I mean, from the amount of vitamin A in a serving of liver to all the other vitamins and minerals. And it's just so hard for me to just enjoy it. I love <laughs> all kinds of foods, literally we'll try anything. And it's just so difficult, but I know there are a lot of people that like it and it's worth a shot for sure. And I know there are supplements that you can actually buy as well, where they there put are. it in capsules. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people will even freeze it and cut up it, cut them up mm-hmm. into like little cubes and, okay. you know, just swallow them yeah. as like a pill form or you could try to blend it up in your smoothie. Um, I don't really do a lot of cold smoothies, you know, in the winter because it just right. is like it cools your digestion down too 100%. much. The work, yeah. Mm, interesting. So yeah. you talked a little bit about liver, which is like a meat. Um, what are your views on eating meat during the phases? And do you eat a lot of meat or do you limit it? Because um, I know sometimes meat can be something that's hard to digest for many people, but then some people just have no problem at all. Definitely. You know, I think for women, we tend to um, not eat a whole lot of protein. Mm. And, um, you know, whatever your your views are or your values are, um, it's still important to get enough protein mm. in, whether that's animal or, or vegetable. But our body actually is um, prefers animal protein. Mm. Um, so if you need to get it in through like a collagen powder into your tea, um, you know, it's really important because your protein, especially if you're on a fertility journey, your protein is what's going to build muscle, you know, build um, a healthy baby, all mm. of that, um, give you energy, all of those things. So it's really important to get enough protein in. Now, that being said, you want to have good quality meat as well, 100%. right? So mm-hmm. grass fed, if you can, um, wild caught salmon, um, different things like that. So it's important. It's going to, you're going to feel more fatigued if you don't have enough protein. Right. Um, and you're not going to have, it doesn't make you fat. Sugar is what makes you fat, right? So mm. it's going to help you make, make you lean with like good quality muscle. Right, right. And then focusing on getting a balance at each meal as well. Um, do you, for each meal, I guess you could say, focus on more protein at certain times of the day, or do you balance it out pretty much equally? So, you know, they say that breakfast should be the most important meal. We kind of do things opposite here. So we always make our dinners the biggest meal and it mm-hmm. kind of ideally should be your breakfast should be like a, a substantial breakfast and then your mm-hmm. lunch a little lighter and your dinner a little lighter, right? But we always do the opposite. And then we wonder why we're so stuffed and then why we can't like sleep very well because our stomach has to digest right. everything all night long. We're like so stuffed. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, in the morning, sometimes I'm not, I'm not that hungry. And so mm-hmm. I'll eat like a hard boiled egg is a really quick and easy thing. Yeah. We have chickens here nice. on our farm. And so we have good quality eggs are so golden, you know, when you crack mm. them open. Um, so that's really important, but, um, yeah, if I'm in a rush or something, then I'll just have my husband will do up a whole bunch of eggs and that's just mm-hmm. a really quick and easy thing. And I'll always drizzle like a little olive oil, some salt and pepper so that you can get your good quality fat. And you, you know, maybe I'll have a handful of like walnuts or something. Right. Um, if I'm on the go, um, if not, then I will try to sit down. You know, it's always good to sit down and eat in like a calm state, mm-hmm. right. Instead of in the car or standing up <laughs> or hollering at somebody <laughs> when your car is so, through the roof. <laughs> exactly. So, mm. so that's so important for digestion, you know, is to eat in that parasympathetic, you know, calm mm. state. And that's, I kind of, I kind of think like why they say like, sit down, whatever your views are, you know, if you want to say a little prayer mm. or give like a little gratitude, that's like mm. a moment of peace right before your meal to just right. be like, oh, let's take a moment. Let's sit down. <laughs> let's give thanks for all this beautiful food for the company that we have, you know, and mm. then it gets your body into that state. That's like, oh, we're relaxed. Mm. We're not being chased by a lion. We are <laughs> like calm. We're not stressed and we can eat and enjoy and digest and mm. absorb all of this nutrients. Yeah, totally. And I've also, you know, heard how food allergies can come about when you are consistently stressed because your body is not focused on necessarily digesting your food. It's so stressed in other areas that is trying to calm your body down. So the food sitting in your stomach, you know, is, is developing a lot of problems and could potentially be developing food allergies when you shouldn't be allergic to the food. Exactly. And I think I find another way way that people are developing all the all of these food sensitivities mm. is that they're eating the same thing over and over oh again and there's no diversity right so you're not really eating with the seasons you know you're eating maybe those terrible like um you know pale red tomatoes mm. in february Gosh. or strawberries you know it's just yep. like i mean i know we have to do what we have to do mm-hmm. in this crazy world but um it is really nice and you're getting so much more nutrients when you are Mm. eating things in season. Right. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is a common occurrence amongst people where, you know, if I'm going to eat healthy, well, I guess I'll just eat the same stuff every single day for every single meal. And that's another, like you were saying, common occurrence for food allergies. Definitely. Um, What are some common foods for each um, season, I guess you could say. So we're heading into winter soon. What foods would you be eating during that time? Um, you know, some foods maybe that are a little bit different, um, would be, you know, parsnips are really Mm. delicious. So they're kind of like carrots. Um, so I just love roasting everything, you know, in the winter, um, and all the root vegetables. So Mm. parsnips, sweet potatoes are super high in your vitamin C. Sometimes you can find like purple sweet potatoes. Um, you know, so just add in all that variety. It's always like you, you talk to your little, you know, nieces and nephews and kids, and you're just like, you have to eat the rainbow every day. Mm -hmm. And that's with adults (laughs) as well, you know? Mm. So it's like, actually, did you eat anything beyond just white and brown today? You know, so you have to definitely have some variety. Um, So all the wonderful roasted root vegetables, I love, love Um, all the like, um, 
brassica family. So I love mm. like all the Brussels sprouts, you know, and I love to like shave those, you know, really nice and thin and then you can saute them up. Um, and also for, as far as fruit goes, like cranberry, oh my gosh, mm. cranberry and orange combination. Oh, um, yes. So yummy. And they're very, very tart. But when you add like a sweeter fruit, like the orange to it, or if you roast them up with um, sweet potatoes, which is very sweet, then it cuts down on that, um, you know, sourness. Right, right. That sounds so good. And one of my favorite things to do is just roast a whole bunch of veggies, exactly what you were saying, the Brussels, you know, the beets, the sweet potatoes, throw a few onions in there roast it and then, you know, have a protein with it. And that's, that's my meal. It's so good. So simple. Yes. Yeah. And then when you do kind of a little bit of that batch cooking and you have a whole tray of roasted veggies and you're like, Oh, let me take out my, my beets, you know, now. Mm. And, and you know, and it's just like, they're already roasted. So you just have to literally yeah. like add a little bit of um, protein to it. Maybe mm. some arugula, you know, something like that. Oh so, yes. Yeah. Th- that'll yeah. Add, that'll be your bitters right there. Arugula. Exactly. <laughs> and then, I mean, if we were talking about eggs earlier for breakfast. I love, you know, a sweet potato hash with fried egg on top and then you throw some arugula and it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people get stuck on, like we said, doing the same thing day in and day out. And it's like, if you just add some fresh herbs to it, um, you know, or dried herbs, like in the winter time, you know, like Mm -hmm. some of your oregano or, um, you know, I love like fresh cilantro is like super good, um, for cleaning everything out and getting rid of all the heavy metals and everything. So just like the fresh herbs, oh, it just lightens everything up. Mm, totally. I love that you t- tapped into a little bit of like heavy metal toxicity um, just now with the cilantro and how that can actually pull all that and then you get rid of it through your stool. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Did that, that affect you hormonally and trying to conceive? Yeah. Um, so I think, so we actually did the hair mineral analysis okay. test, which was super fascinating. Um, to find out, you know, just to delve a little bit deeper. It's not a very expensive test. Um, mm-hmm. And it just tells like what's going on with your calcium levels, your, your mm-hmm. sodium levels, your, um, you know, if, do you have any arsenic, you know, going right. on, um, you know, so just all of those things and finding that out um, definitely makes you, you know, look into what you're eating and where your food is coming from. Mm -hmm. So, you know, trying to eat organic or local, you know, is really, really important because nowadays our, our food is just loaded, you know, with, um, all the, the roundup and it's just really hard to get, um, away from that kind of stuff. That's why Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to do the grass fed, um, and good quality meat and Mm -hmm. seafood. Because, you know, your, that protein stays in your system a lot longer than the veggies. So mm. it's stored in your fat cells and, you know, and everywhere else. So it's just, whereas vegetables are not because they don't have any fat in them. And so, yep. but the protein does. So we really need to make sure that we're getting that good quality stuff because those chemicals are just gonna, you know, be mm. on your thighs. Yep. <laughs> They're yep. not going anywhere. <laughs> oh man. It's horrible. So. And yeah, it's so common. People don't even realize that it's sitting in your body and you have to do a detox every now and then to get rid of all that and release that. Um, yeah. we have more of it now than we ever have. Yeah. So making like a cilantro pesto instead of basil, mm. you know, if you want to make like a cilantro pesto and, or like as a salad dressing and drizzle it over your, you know, your protein, like your chicken or your steak or whatever, like a mm. chimichurri sauce, um, mm. then that is so, um, so good and so flavorful. And you know, that parsley is another really good one. So cilantro and parsley, those are excellent. Um, 
if you've ever had that um, chlorella or spirulina, oh, yes. you know, you mm -hmm. can have that in your drink. Um, and that's really good for kind of like binding to chemicals and, and getting them out of your system. Right, Toxic. right. Are there any supplements that you take um, daily or every now and then um, to help along with your health and the food? I do, I do. Uh, I think it's, I think, you know, sometimes people think it's a hassle to have to take all these supplements, but I think it's really important because like we were talking about our food system is, you know, the soil, it's really lacking in natural minerals um, mm -hmm. like magnesium. So a lot of times we're super low in magnesium and our body is always telling us mm -hmm. like um, giving us signs and symptoms um, that we are lacking in certain things. So I do mm -hmm. always take, especially in the winter, you know, vitamin D because mm -hmm. I find that we are so low in vitamin D mm -hmm. um, as a general population. So, you know, we're always going from the house to the car, to the job, you know, to the office, and we're mm -hmm. never spending any good quality time outside. Um, and vitamin D really needs to be absorbed or is absorbed best, like mm -hmm. on the um, delicate part of your um, arm, mm -hmm. you know, so like your underarm area. Um, or your stomach and, you know, nobody is like revealing that mm. kind of stuff in the winter right. time, you know, we're all bundled up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, Very interesting. So we're total lack of vitamin D. Um, definitely, you know, some, let's see. Um, if I'm sure. like, you know, the cold and flu season is yeah. coming up, like always like a vitamin C, mm -hmm. um, you know, but you can get those with like red bell peppers are loaded with vitamin C, right. sweet potatoes, like we talked about, you know, so a lot of those things are, um, are loaded, Packed which is with good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on probiotics? I know you utilize a lot of food for your health. Um, do you take any probiotics along with it? I do just for, you know, my gut health, everybody is individual. Um, mm -hmm. But I also supplement with like, um, you know, different sauerkrauts and kimchi and mm -hmm. maybe a little kombucha, like in the summertime when it's mm -hmm. hot, you know, that's a really good, good, refreshing, um, nice cooling drink that's mm -hmm. bubbly. And, um, but I don't overdo it because it is, you know, sweet and lots of sugar and mm -hmm. not lots of sugar, but you know, right. people get addicted and they're like, oh, yeah. like the new Coke. Um, yep. <laughs> so, but it's healthy, you know? People yeah. Right. Say. Right. Everything in moderation. Right. Right. hundred percent. So, um, yeah. So I love like to add just like a dollop of the sauerkraut, you know, mm. to if you, especially if you're having like a, you know, a sausage and potato or something kind mm -hmm. of rich. And when we think about it, these things were all used in traditional cooking. Mm -hmm. So like the Germans would always eat like heavy oh, yes. rich sausage and potatoes, but they would always have their sauerkraut, you know, with yeah. it. Or they would always have like their different condiments like mustard, you know, mm -hmm. and um, just different things to get those digestive juices going. And mm -hmm. so all these traditional foods would always have that. Now we have just kind of like mm -hmm. forgotten about it. Yeah. And little do we know those condiments like the mustard and the different herbs that they would put in the sour the parsley, you the know, parsley yeah. the garnish i'm like eat the garnish yes <laughs> it's actually not just for show it has right. so many benefits people yes. forget about that and it's like yeah it actually all works together i mean i love looking back to what did my ancestors eat you know i have a generation or ancestors that are more from poland and german so what mm -hmm. did they eat because my genetic line is through that and how can I optimize my body utilizing a lot of what my ancestors did? Um, because it's going to be more natural for my body to adapt to that type of food versus, you know, something that's maybe more 
um, Southern or like Indian, I guess you could say, I mean, granted there are benefits to all of that and eating all of that, but looking back to the past of what did my family eat long ago? Yeah. 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 I love um, all of that traditional cooking and, you know, there was a reason why they did everything. You know, the French Mm -hmm. were very much, and I'm sure all the cultures were very much on utilizing every little bit and piece because Mm -hmm. they couldn't just go out to the grocery store and get more of it. Right. It was like winter was coming and they needed to store up everything and they knew how to do all of that, you know, Mm -hmm. the canning and the preserving and, and by doing a lot of that, you know, it, it made it even more nutritional. Right. So it was very, yeah, very mm-hmm. cool. Wow. So many key points that you mentioned about how we can utilize food to nourish our bodies and um, use it versus medicine. And it is possible to make it delicious and healthy. And so, so many great takeaways. Are there any other takeaways that you would like for listeners? You know, I, I think kind of bringing, um, the cooking like back into our lives again you know we're just we live in such a rush rush world and we might not like cooking all the time but if you turn on some good music you know and maybe if you do it with your partner if you say hey i'll cook and you clean you know and it's Mm -hmm. not just like all one-sided and and if you light a candle on the table and you slow down a little bit so it's just kind of bringing that pleasure back into it we all Mm -hmm. have to eat right and food should be pleasurable and it should be nourishing as well so you know, just take that time to kind of bring a little bit more pleasure back into your life through cooking. Mm-hmm. And talking earlier beforehand, we were talking about how you love to gather people together and have that farm to table vibe where you enjoy food um, and conversation. And that's so important. People don't do that anymore. And so it's, it's really special that you're doing that. And I love it. And I try to embrace that as well. Um, so I appreciate that about you. Perfect. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah. Moving on to the final end here, we have the most difficult part of the show, the rapid fire questions. So who is the most influential woman in your life? Oh, my mom, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) definitely. And what is your favorite food? Um, So all, let's see, I would say all local and seasonal, but definitely French has a place in my heart. Mm. So good. So good. And are you a past, present or future thinker? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. I try to be in the present, but sometimes I tend to be in the future. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a very frequent answer. I must yeah. say. <laughs> um, what is your favorite travel destination or what is your dream destination? Um, anywhere in France is my favorite. Mm. And I would love though to go to Greece. Oh, I'd love to go to all the different yes. islands. I would love to go anywhere in Europe, you know, mm. definitely. Wow. I- <laughs> I just keep relating more and more with you. Greece is definitely on my bucket list. The food there, the olive oil, you can't go wrong. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And you've been to France? I've been to Paris. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And then the last question, if you had unlimited funds, what health gadgets and tools would you end up buying? Oh, that's a great one. Okay. So I did splurge. Um, they had a payment plan because uh, <laughs> I don't have unlimited funds, but um, I did splurge on an infrared sauna because oh, that nice. was like such a good detoxer. Like we were talking mm-hmm. about so good, so good for sleep. Um, that's the one thing that I would totally like, if you can go to a sauna, mm-hmm. if you can get on a payment plan, that's like a, a right. great tool to have for your health. Oh man, it's definitely on my list. And a lot of um, other guests I've had have mentioned the same thing. Now, just curious, do you have one where it's just like a little pod or is it actual um, multiple people can go in it? 
Um, two people can fit in it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Squunched, a little squunched, yeah. but good. <laughs> but it's, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. So cool. So um, before we end, is there any way that listeners could connect with you? Yeah. Um, so they can connect with me on Instagram, on Facebook. It's just under my website name, which is Nourish by Caitlin. C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, on my website, like I said, um, and you can always call me to have a free consultation and we can talk and see if we can, um, see if we're a good fit to work together. Awesome. And I'm sure many would be a good fit for you because you're just so personal and, um, you generally care. So I can tell that listeners would probably think the same. (laughs) Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Caitlin. Thank you. Better Health with April offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional.